Welcome to another edition of First Word from First Church. This is Pastor Dave Buchanan at the First Church in Sutton. Please enjoy the message and may God bless you richly through it. Our first reading today is from Isaiah 44, verses 6 through 8. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me, since I appointed an ancient people. Let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no rock. I know not any. The next reading is from Matthew 13, verses 24 to 30 and 36 to 43. He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. We thank God and Jesus for his holy words. This parable has a harder ending than some of them, doesn't it? But it's in there. And I don't think they would have recorded the hard endings, especially as Jesus told the stories and used the images. Now, for somebody who grew up in a small town in Maine, not on a farm, in this community, it's probably dangerous for me to talk about agriculture in a sermon. I'll try not to trip up too badly for those of you who know that, that craft better than I do, but I'll, I'll try not to. The very beginning premise of this sounds like, oh, go on, who do that? Where good seed was planted, that would be wheat in that part of the world, 
There's a reason I say it's wheat. And you plant good seed, you sort it out ahead of time. You make sure you got the right seed, unlike my little junior flower garden there where I didn't have all the flower seeds I should have had. But you sow good wheat seed. You put the money into making sure you got good seed, and there's a reason for that. You'd think, now who would come along at night and put bad seed into someone's field? Now, I remember not too many decades ago when there was a, a time when agricultural sabotage was a, a thing by, I don't know, sometimes it was one farmer against another, other times it was people with rather strange headed ecological ideas, I don't know, but remember when they'd put a, a piece of U-channel like you'd use on a stop sign and wire it to a corn stalk to mess up somebody's harvesting machine? People pulled that kind of stuff. Or, or anti-logging when they'd put a big spike into a tree so that when the logger's trying to cut the tree down, his chainsaw would hit this steel spike and bounce and spark and break the chain and cause great danger to the loggers. Well, this is a little more subtle, if you will, kind of sabotage, where they would actually take a certain type of seed. It wasn't just a weed. It was a malicious one. There is a plant, they called them tares in the, in the old King James. We call them weeds in a modern translation. It's called bearded darnel. Darnel is a, is a nasty, sneaky kind of a weed for several reasons. And yes, they would do this to each other as an act of an enemy against another if your livelihood is your harvest. Literally, the bread that's going to go on your table and that of your family and, and sell to neighbors is this wheat. They would come and sow this bearded darnel seed right after the sowing season and wait. It is still a curse to this day in Middle Eastern countries if someone says to their enemy, I'll sow bad seed in your field. They mean it. Now, this bearded darnel's nasty stuff. When it first sprouts, it looks just like the wheat. So you can't weed it out. I mean, they know enough to weed their fields, but how do you pick it before it's mature? When it comes into the, the head, the grain itself, they call it an ear. We think of corn when we think of an ear, but that's called an ear also on wheat. Corn, by the way, is a European word for grain. And when it comes into the head, you can tell the difference between the darnel and the wheat. In fact, in the old Hebrew language, the word for darnel starts with a word for illegitimate that doesn't pass the pulpit test. Okay, most of you got that already. And it's called that kind of wheat, illegitimate wheat. And the word in Hebrew is rooted in the word for, well, the lower word for illegitimate. Tsunin is what they call it. I'll say it in Hebrew, but I won't say it all out in English. Anyway, I told you, you didn't pass the pulpit test. But that's what they called it because it looks so close. Here's the problem. When the head comes in, and you can tell the darnel from the wheat, and the, the harvesters who aren't as smart as the, the estate owner here, Master, let's go pull the darnel out. Let's pull out this false wheat. 
because it's, it's going to choke off the good. And in harvest time, I'll tell you later what the problem is at harvest time. Problem is that when the darnel has grown, the roots are interwoven with the roots of the wheat. So if you yank the darnel, you yank your wheat with it. You can't separate them while they're still growing in the field. Darn. So Jesus, using an image that would be very common to the, the people of the day, say when it comes harvest time, he instructs the reapers, separate it out when you're reaping it, and we'll burn the darnel and thresh the wheat. Well, in Palestine of that time, and maybe to this day, sometimes it's easier to go ahead beyond the reaping and go through the threshing and the winnowing. For town people like me who have to look that up, threshing is when you take wooden rods and beat the wheat so that the kernels fall out. Winnowing is when you toss it up in the air and let the wind blow the chaff, the, the straw, the, the hulls, the light stuff away, and the seed falls back to the threshing floor. Then they'd hire usually women, because you know the guys are out cutting the stuff and hauling it in. The women they'd hire to sit and pick the darnel seeds out of the wheat seeds. Because the wheat, as you know, is a light brown. Darnel is a dark purple or black color. Once you've got it harvested and threshed like that, you can tell the difference in a second. They're picking it all out. I can just picture them going at it like crazy with a little practice, picking it out. Then you burn it in case somebody plants it. You still want to get rid of it. Darnel's bad stuff because... The least of Darnell's problems is it causes a very bitter taste in anything when you bake your pita breads or unleavened cakes or whatever out of wheat that has Darnell mixed in the flour. It's going to be bitter, bad taste. Worse, it has a negative narcotic effect. In fact, some people have put it into to medications. One famous ancient king, Mithridates or something like that, had a potion that was named for him that included a little bit of darnel in it, and it was supposed to be an antidote to, to strengthen his uh, immune system against poisons. You know, take a little to avoid a lot? I don't know. Now, Mithridates is dead now, so I don't know how well that worked. <laughs> dead for a long time. So this darnel is nasty stuff. False wheat is the nicest name for it. And an enemy would actually, and to this day, it's a threat, it's a curse. Uh, I'll put darnel in your fields. I'll put bad seed in your fields. There's still a, a symbolic, well, hopefully symbolic threat. So an enemy did this in the kingdom of God. And there's the darnel. can poison the wheat. Can, it entangles in the growing, so it's hard while growing, while living. It's hard to separate things. And Jesus says, well, you know, in the kingdom of God, the children of the Son of Man, God's chosen people. You know, we, we just sang about you chosen seed of Israel's race. That wasn't an accidental choice. Because God plants people. God plants his seed in human hearts. Sadly for a time, we know that God wins the battle. It's won. We know what eternity will be. But for a time, and Ecclesiastes says this, the preacher, the teacher, 
that the sun and the rain fall on the fields of the good and the wicked equally. And we look and say, Lord, why don't you sort them out now? God says, give them time. Because as I, I told Emma and Evan, we don't know to watch as someone grows, whether they're going to grow into or out of being a good seed or the bad seed. We are not fit to give final judgment to that. Let's face it, we're not all entirely pure anyway. But. And yes, in some parts of the, the, especially the epistles, the church is to try to, to weed it out so we don't wind up with bitter things in the flower. But in the final harvest, it is God's to judge. We've been conditioned in many nice-sounding churches to not believe the devil's a person. I do. I do. A very few times in my life I have faced down some of the devil's minions in prayer. If you want to hear about it, we'll need a big cup of coffee and a good chair. It was terrifying. But it's there. And I don't, I don't see a demon behind every problem. But a few of them. And Jesus says it right out loud. The devil plants bad seed among the good. And he even names that those who do evil, worse, who cause evil, who mislead others astray, who destroy other people's lives, who lead them into unfruitful and even deadly misbeliefs, disbeliefs, wrong beliefs, actions that are that are wrong, and we like to think we're all saved. Jesus says, okay, they may be the appearance. And if we truly are in Christ and endeavoring to be one of those children of the Son of Man, Martin Luther had a letter from a woman once that said, Dr. Martin, how can I really be sure that I am saved? Dr. Martin wrote back, my dear friend, the fact that you're so concerned about it is a very good sign. It's a great start. So we're to be forbearing. We're to be patient. Scripture also says be wise like serpents. Don't, don't let it run amok and don't let the evil take over. But in the final judgment, whether we are wheat or tares, whether we're wheat or darnel, God is going to decide, and I guess I picture, when I picture the women picking the seeds out and throwing the darn away to be burned, those are those angels that Jesus mentioned. Sitting around the, the hearts of human beings at the final harvest. Oh dear. Yeah, not one of ours. Oh, that's a good one. We'll keep those. Oh, another, another one slipped in. So, be wise. Be patient, be watchful, but at the same time trust in God that even though it doesn't seem like justice in this life, justice is going to come. I don't say that as a you know, hellfire and damnation threat to straighten up and fly right. I say that as a comfort because both are true. That when, that, when the the wheat is sifted out at the judgment seat. There'll be those sifted out to eternal blessing and life. 
who've accepted Christ as their savior and done our level human best to live accordingly. And those who've scoffed, hurt, misled, done evil. God is good, but God is also just and perfectly just and will perfectly carry out his law and his will. For those of us who seek to be children of the Son of Man, it's a comfort. For those who don't listen and seek to harm other children of God, well, we'll continue to pray for them. We don't know what God will do before a final harvest, and that's, that's why it's God's judgment, not ours. So we wait for the time of harvest. We watch out for the ultimate wheat in the harvest. But we trust God as the, the master of the harvest, the Lord of harvest, as we heard sung just a little bit ago, well chosen this morning, Eric. I appreciate that. Sing to the Lord of harvest because we trust in him. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you. Please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.